This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and thank you for joining me this June 27th on Invest Talk. I do appreciate it. I'm Steve Peasley. And I want to put forth a constructive idea for you loyal Invest Talk listeners out there. Undoubtedly, over the coming Fourth of July holiday, most of you, most of the people, will be spending it with family and friends. And good, you should. You deserve it. I'm going to do that. But maybe you can take a little time out in the morning. My suggestion is to take like 30 minutes or so and explore the variety of targeted investment programs we have to offer at KPP Financial. I'd appreciate it if you would do that. You'll find a strategy suited to your needs because I'd have very aggressive ones to very conservative ones. So it depends on what you want. I always try to design them to meet as many people as I can their risk tolerance. So go to, uh, so just go to investtalk.com and check them out. I think if you've been listening to Invest Talk for a while, you already know that I'm not a fan of cryptocurrency. I'm not. But just in case you're tempted to ignore my guidance on that, I'm going to pass along some unsettling information regarding two cryptocurrency events. In doing so, I, I may be able to save you from making a risky mistake. I'll get to that topic in a couple of minutes. But first, let's go to the recorded caller question. One of our listeners took time to leave this question on investtalk.com. Anytime, listener line. You can you know, invest talk, invest talk. The number is 888-99-CHART, and this is the caller. San Diego, uh, I was calling about Solar Edge Technologies, S-E-D-G. I'm interested in the uh, renewable resource space for a buy and hold over the long term. Uh, their stock seems to have taken quite a big plummet over the last month, and just uh, wondering if you can give me uh, your thoughts on the technical aspect of the stock. Thanks. Okay, Solar Edge Technologies, it's a $2 billion company, so it's a small cap. Israeli-based maker of optimized inverted systems, inverter systems, solar power harvesting, and PV monitoring solutions. Okay, uh, so it's in the solar energy sector, okay, and energy solar sector. They've made money for years now. They're going to make $3.28 next this year. $3.58 next year. So that's 35% increase this year and then another 10% increase next year. And sales are accelerating. 82% growth in sales was most recent quarter. 70% before that, 30% before that. So it's on the, a really good trajectory on growth of sales, growth of earnings. And it's not, it's a $46 stock. So it's not as expensive as something growing this fast would normally be. So I actually, I think that this pullback is happening because it got up to almost $70 a share. Now it's pulled back to like 46. I think this pullback is gonna present to you a, an ideal entry point. Being a, I wouldn't buy it right now because it's still falling. I think you have to wait till it at least goes sideways for a few days to a week or two and, and then start up again. I don't think it'll make a V bottom. It could, but I don't think so. But it, it's too weak right now as far as looking at a chart. 
Fundamentally, it looks really good. Chart-wise, it's weak. It's fallen from almost $70 down to $46 in, what, a month and a half? So we need to make sure that the bottom is in, and it, I don't see the bottom in yet. It could be, but I don't. it has not telling us on the chart. So, yes, keep this on your watch list, but don't buy it right this particular point. Don't. Now, before you put your funds at Jeopardy, listen to a brief report of two recent cryptocurrency events. At some point, security breaches and criminal associations could affect investor trust and digital money. It's what's it's inevitable. Uh, crime, crime, criminals, and crime happen. Follow the money. They always follow the money. Today on Nasdaq.com, there was a feature headline: Department of Justice U.S. agency sees over 12 million Bitcoin in a slew of dark web busts. Pair that with this headline from the last Friday at Money.com. Top Bitcoin exchange says over 30 million in cryptocurrency stolen. Now, either one of those headlines should make you think twice about the reliability of cryptocurrency investments. Remember what we're talking about. This is all digital money. It's in the web. It's in the cloud. That's where this money is. So it has to be tracked. The first story, the U.S. Department of Justice and several federal agencies coordinated in a national operation, and they 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 they, they found or seized a bunch of stuff: 100 firearms, 15 pill presses. This is all under dark net. 25 million dollars worth of physical and digital assets. You know, uh, marijuana, hundreds of kilos of marijuana. So that yeah, this is all based on some cryptocurrency and you know transactions. So you really gotta be careful here. The thing I'm worried about most is that the cryptocurrency is gonna be hacked. Remember how you have to understand how it works. The only way that you know that it exists is through the internet. The only way that you know it is real is its tracking of the currency from the very beginning, the first transaction to the very last transaction. It's all in, this, in, the, in the atmosphere. So it can obviously be hacked, obviously. So you have to be careful, okay? There are too many ways to help you grow and protect your money other than using it to buy cryptocurrency. Justin and I do our very best to provide market analysts and sensible and unbiased investment investment advice, and we to try to alert you to potentially risky situations. So be very careful. And when you're ready for serious and reliable professional guidance, I hope you think of us. Please send a message to Justin or myself through the Contact Us link at investtalk.com. You can also email me and call me anytime. Our email address and office phone numbers are posted on investtalk.com. And you get instant service now by calling the Lesler line, 888-99-CHART. So on the program today, our feature talking point, stocks end the year higher when the market has risen going into the summer. There's a statistical pattern to this claim, and so we're going to take a closer look at it. Also, we didn't get to it yesterday, but I'm going to get to it today. Social Security benefits, will they run out? It always, always comes up every so often, hits the headlines, and I'm going to give you some facts concerning that. Okay, and why President Trump thinks he can win a drawn-out fight over the trade 
over trade with the other countries. Why does he think he can win this? I'm going to share some statistics on that too. And the statistics are on his side. And finally, how much do we pay for our government debt? The U.S. government debt, right? We know we have a huge amount, $19 trillion actually. How much do we pay for that? Because, you know, the debt is issued via treasury bonds and bills. That's how we go into debt. The government uses that money. Well, how much do that, does that money cost? Because the government lends it out in the form of, you know, it sends out, uh, issues bonds and bills, uh, and then they have to pay yields. You have to pay for that when people buy it. What, the two years, about what, 2.5%? The 10 years, like close to 3%? Well, how much is that going to cost us? And you can't really say, well, it's 3% of uh, umpteen trillion dollars. I'm not talking about that. It, it's not, it's, that doesn't really make a lot of sense to discuss it that way. I'm going to try to make it simpler for you. And those are the things we're going to talk about. But, of course, your topics are first. So I want to hear from you. The market was down today. And it was kind of a disappointment because it was a um, reversal day. The market was up in the morning and up decently, over 100 points. And then by the end of the day, the Dow was down 166 points. The NASDAQ down 117 points. And the S&P down 23 points. So it's a reversal day. And I, I'm... I've mentioned this before, uh, and I'll, I've written about it numerous times in recent weeks, that the market probably will have one more downstroke. Uh, probably, it may very well retest the lows that we've had this year in February, March, and then back again in April, May. I, I could see it retesting those lows in, in, this, uh, you know, in the summer sometime. But I also will say, that should be an opportunity to be a buyer, not a seller. A buy. You buy those loads. You don't sell them. I'm Steve Peasley, and I hope you, ha I hope you made uh, note of my invitation for Talk listeners to take advantage of my upcoming no-cost portfolio review. It'll be in San Jose, the date of July 18th. But there are only so many hours in the day and so many slots available, so... You, you need to act now. Plan to let me, you know, we can sit down together. We can, I can suggest ways for you to improve your your, your uh, portfolio if you just want that kind of advice or just talk about your financial life or if you want us to help manage your money, I'd be happy to do that as well. You can register now at investtalk.com. Our lines are open. Waiting for your question. 888-99-CHART. Talk. July 4th is one week away. You've got investment and finance questions, and Steve's at his investment desk, ready to supply answers. Call now, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Love to talk to you. 888-99-CHART. You can call anytime. You know, this is your time. If you really want to talk about a specific subject, Give me a call. We'll talk about it. Now, one of my talking points, one of the talking points right today is that the all 35 times the market has risen into summer when stocks ended and then stocks into the higher. So what this what it's saying is if the market rose into summer and what 
and we're talking about from the lows in February, the market did rise. And even if you take a look at a chart, you see that the mar the market rose in January, okay, from a December point, rose in January, then corrected 10%. So the market now is a little bit above, maybe not after today, <laughs> most, and if you're talking about the broader index, it's not, but the NASDAQ is higher. And this statistics is saying if that happens at the first day of summer, by the end of the year, the market will be higher for the year. Now, I noticed that they didn't, in the study they pointed out, they didn't talk or address the issue, well, was there a slump between the first day in summer and the end of the year sometime? Was there a slump in between there? They didn't mention that at all. <laughs> so, you still, I'm thinking... I am thinking, yeah, there's going to be a slump. And I think we've seen, we're have seen we seeing some evidence already. If you take a look at a chart of any of the major indexes, it's most obvious in the S&P 500, and that's the one I would use because it's the broader. You can see in the last couple of weeks, uh, it's rolled over. Nothing dramatic, but it's rolled over. And today, you know, was a reversal day down. So the market is not looking real healthy right now. And it's not helping... Not helping at all that the Federal Reserve is going to raise rates, that we're in a kind of a trade. I, want, I don't like to call it a war because we're not in a war, but, but a lot of disputes, trade disputes with our trading partners. And the election's coming up. Those things are pretty big headwinds. So uh, they will be, one of those things will be resolved before the end of the year, and that's the elections. But I'm having a feeling the other two might be resolved as well. Okay. Now, it seemed to happen overnight, but summer is here, and now might be a good time to take a look at the value, varied investment programs we have, KPP Financial. One that comes to mind is our Active 401k. It's a strategy designed to help you make informed choices within the limits of your employer's plan. Ask me how we do this. Be happy to talk to you about it. Justin is an expert on this topic. Give me a call, 888-99-CHART. What are value stocks? What makes them different than growth stocks? Or what's your question? Why not ask it right now? 888-99-CHART on Investalk. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, where their number one mission is helping you grow and protect your money. Here's an opportunity to get started increasing the return on investment dynamics of your portfolio. Make an appointment to sit down with Steve Peasley in person for a free portfolio review. It'll be in San Jose on July 18th. You can register now at investtalk.com. Listener lines are open. And Steve's waiting for your questions. 888-99-CHART. Okay, Social Security, will the benefits run out? And the answer is no. The simple answer is no. You know, I know there's been a lot of writing about it. And, oh, they're going to run out by a certain date. And I think the date now is uh, 
by you know they're going to get cut by 2034 by 23 percent as at the rate that they're going and the problem is is we don't have enough workers for the baby boomers a big slug of numbers of baby boomers retiring when we were working when i was in my youth you know there was three to four workers per at least three to four workers per retired person so my Social Security benefits help paying for that retired person. Now there's like 2.8 for worker per retired person collecting Social Security. And that will eventually turn because of the generations after me and the baby boomers eventually dying off. But meanwhile, this is the problem. Will Social Security checks be cut? I doubt it seriously because... That would be political suicide for whatever politician votes for that. Remember, us older people, we have, there's a lot of us, and we can vote. So chances are very, very good there's going to be more changes made to it. They've already changed it. Full retirement age used to be 65, and it stayed 65 for years and years and years. And it really should have been attached back in the 1939. It should have been attached, collecting Social Security benefits, to the mortality rate tables but they weren't smart enough to do that then and they the politicians have been too weak to, to man up and do it now and have been not in the last 30 years because back then 1939 whenever it was passed i'm not sure about the exact date by the way <laughs> but you know way back then um the average length of someone's life was 65 years old then they passed away and that's when they started collecting social security so they knew they wouldn't have to pay it for very long. Now it's in your mid-80s, late-80s. And it's only the full retirement age now is 67. They only moved it from 65 to 67. It's obvious what has to happen. they got to move the age more up, up a more for a couple, three more years to age 70. That, that's obvious what's got to happen. What if we live to be in our hundreds routine with the advancement of medicine? What if 110 routinely? See, you can't keep increasing that, collecting Social Security at 67 and think you're not going to have financial problems. Of course you are. The bigger problem really is Medicare. The Medicare hospital insurance. By 2026, they won't be able to pay all the bills. Only about 90% of them. That's not very far away. So there is the situation. You don't really have to worry about Social Security going away that's not going to happen and for us uh, for those people entering retirement chances are very good there will be no major changes for you but for the young people there'll be changes okay imagine it's 3 a.m you're tossing and turning because an investment question is keeping you awake don't torture yourself you can call her anytime listener line you can call anytime 3 a.m is fine and get your question off your mind and into our recorded question bank. Okay, let's get to a call that came in early. 888-99-CHART. Hello, Steve. Thank you for taking my call. My question is relating to the stock CTO Express. And it is a express delivery company uh, working with uh, particularly e-commerce companies and Alibaba in uh, China. And it has a tremendous market share in the industry uh, for transportation and logistics in uh, China. And I think that it has recently uh, just began a, a breakout 
and is a very good buying point. And I wanted to know your opinion on this. Thank you very much, Steve. I look forward to hearing your response. Bye-bye. Okay, this is uh, Zito Express. Z-T-O is the symbol. Uh, it's a in the transportation logistics sector. Provides express delivery service through nationwide network and value-added logistics services in China. Okay, so uh, it's a very healthy company, actually. They made money from the first day they went public, which was in 2014. They made $0.09 that year, and now next year they're going to make a dollar eight. This year they're going to make $0.87 cents a share. So earnings are going, earnings going up 25% the last two years, 25% per year. Sales growing about 40 to 45% the last two quarters, 30% the two quarters before that, 25%. You know, it, sales have been very strong. So what is the price? With this kind of numbers, usually they you get a, a, an elevated P.E. ratio, and they have one. It's at 27. But if you look forward, it's a dollar rate per share they're going to make, and the stock is $19.80. So that means the P.E. looking forward is 19. And that's his five-year low, 19 to 31. Return equity is 16. So on the weakness that you're seeing, it got as high as 21.50. Now it's 19.80. I think this is, and it, it closed a gap in the stock. It gapped up and closed it. I, I think this is a good buy point. Could it fall further because the whole market falls? Yes. Ideally, uh, ideal buy point would be around 16, 16.50. That would be really good. But I don't know if you're going to get it. Not sure. Because the growth rate is, is accelerating, not falling, accelerating. But I will say this. It does have to um, keep growing the same way it's growing now. If it doesn't keep up that growth, it's falling. ZTO. I think I like this stock. It's a $14 billion market cap. It's, you know, price to sales ratio is really kind of out of whack i mean it's really high but as far as a pe ratio pretty reasonable at the growth rate that you're, you're getting z t o is a symbol everybody 888-99 chart 888-992-4278 i think i did go over at the top of the hour that the market was down this uh uh this uh, today down 166 on the dow 117 on the uh, nasdaq and 23 on the uh, s p and the more important part was it's a reversal, intraday reversal, meaning that it was up during the day, up, up that was up over 100, and then reversed down. That's usually kind of a negative pattern. Now, what's coming up on Invest Software tomorrow? Four Social Security myths and the reasons why they may be exaggerated. According to one expert, Congress can take moderate steps to mitigate revenue problems, which I just said, right? They don't have to be anything dramatic. We'll talk about it more next, tomorrow. You want to hear this in an analyst? I want you to hear it. So make sure you tune in tomorrow. But for now, I'm here to answer your financial questions and any money questions. 888-99-CHART. Listen, I'm really glad I found you guys again. I was first introduced when you were on a local AM station out here and stumbled into you guys back on the Internet. Invest Talk is here to help. Thank you. And we thank you for listening. Our podcast continues on next. 
It may be hard to believe, but the average 401k investor misses out on over $5,000 per year in investment gains. How come? Poor timing and subpar fund choices. That's the big challenge that is being met now with active 401k. The typical 401k plan has limited choices. People don't know what to do, and that's exactly why active 401k was devised. It may be just what you've needed. It ranks your current options within your current employer's plan, and then all you do is log in and make the changes. You'll be told exactly what to buy, what percentages, and what funds. This program is offered by invitation to KPP clients and limited number of our listeners, too. And if you'd like to see more about it, just go to investtalk.com and click on the Investments tab and then look for Active 401k. Now let's get back to our podcast. It's a Wednesday Invest Talk. Steve and Justin, thank you for listening. Remember that Invest Talk is your constant resource for learning about the complex variables affecting your ability to attain financial success. Invest Talk on radio, internet stream, podcast, and the web at investtalk.com. Steve's on duty now and waiting for your call, 888 99Chart. Okay, why do you think President Trump thinks he can win a drawn-out fight over trade with other countries? Uh, there are two. It's not. It's not that hard. There are two very simple things going on here. If you just sit back and look at the world, okay, and look at the different countries. Number one, number one, our trading partners' economies are not doing nearly as well as our economy. Europe has it has surprisingly suffered a slowdown. They're growing about 2% in 2018, 2% GDP, okay? Uh, Canada is is weakest it's been in two years. And China is in the middle of a bear market in their stock market. And part of that reason is anxiety over trade. We are growing stronger, our economy. We're not in a bear market. We're stronger. So that's number one. Number two, the second reason. We are not nearly reliant. Our economy is not nearly reliant on trade as other countries. I mean, our exports are what? I think about 12% of our overall economy. When 20% of China's exports export are represent 20% of their economy, their exports represent 20%. And Canada, the exports represent 50%. I'm not Canada, I'm sorry. Germany. Germany, 30% for Canada. So see how reliant they are on exports? And exports, and where do you think most of those exports are coming? Here. So we don't rely, our economy is not reliant nearly as much as they are. So if we have, if we do get a full-blown trade war, they're going to suffer much worse than we are. That's why he thinks he can win. Now, you put all that aside, and you can also say, and also, it's fair. That they, because we have been, they have been charging us tariffs on our exports forever, much more so. We are much more open than they are, and we don't charge nearly as much tariffs as they do. So it would be fairer. That's why he thinks he's going to win. You know, they are, you know, I have, I'm trying to think of why do they think they might win, and these are the things I've came up with. The number one thing I think 
that's in their minds is that there's an election coming up. And President Trump, of course, wants Republicans to win so he can, you know, get more uh, more support in the House and the Senate. So if I've noticed, if you've noticed, and it's been written about, that the tariffs that these other countries are putting on our products are on products produced by states in the United States that have very important election coming up for Republicans, for powerful Republicans. They're targeting their tariffs that way. It's all about politics, everybody. Politics and money. So I think that's what they're thinking. I think they may be misjudging the situation because I don't think Trump is like the previous politicians they've been dealing with. He's not going to necessarily roll over. He is not. He's not the rollover type. Yeah, maybe they should read his book, uh, The Art, Art of the Deal or something. Yeah, maybe they'll realize that's not how he operates. He's in a position of strength, and he's going to use that strength. It's as simple as that. Interesting stuff, though, for the rest of us. Will it kill our stock market? Well, it's going to affect it. Will it hurt our economy long term? Yeah, it's going to affect it. But maybe only a couple of tenths of, uh, on our GDP. Nothing major. Let's go to Dan in Palo Alto. How you doing, Dan? Fine. Pretty much. What do we you worry about the trade? The, for, yes, sir, just tremendously. With, with, uh, yeah, it seems to be kind of pushing things down, obviously. Oh, I think so. I think it's affecting the market. I don't think it's going to kill the market, but it's affecting it. Uh, and I don't think it's going to hurt the economy in the short term, but it will hurt our economy a little bit. But as I said... I don't think Trump will pack down. I don't think, if you're talking about investments in our economy, I think any weakness that we have this summer based on these trade disputes, I think those are, those are, those are weaknesses that you need to buy. You need to buy that because two of the, two, you know, the election is going to be over by the end of, uh, you know, whatever it is, November, December, October, I don't remember. November. The end of the year, right. it'll be over. Yes. So that's not going to be part of the equation anymore, the kind of unsettling of what's going to happen there. Uh, the trade war could be really hot or calmed down by then. I have a feeling it'll be calmed down by then, but I don't know that. That's just a guess. And, you know, the other, our economy, I think, is still going to benefit greatly from those tax cuts. I think economy will still be doing well into next year. So I don't think the stock market's going to, I don't think it's going to crash. That's that. I think we got to wait for the next recession to be on the horizon. So I, I think it's. Is, I think it's. Thank a, you. Yeah, sure. I think you need to buy this weakness. Okay, Dan, buy it. That answers my questions. It. Yes, sir. Oh, any any okay, particular sectors that. that would that would be particularly good to pick there's up? There's been. Uh, yeah, there's. I, I there's been a number of sectors that have been not doing well that I think have great potential. If you could, I think if you stay on the value side of the market, I think you do better than on the growth, even though the big tech growth stocks have been doing really well. That doesn't mean you don't buy any growth stocks. It just means that you, you kind of lean on the value side of the market. Uh, and the sectors that have underperformed probably will start to rotate. Um, consumer staples, I think, might do better coming going forward because they haven't done well at all this year. Uh, so, you know, it, it, I, I'm looking at value stocks. I, you know, for instance, we picked up one big telephone company. Why? Because of a huge dividend and it got beat up a little bit. 
Okay, that, there's something I like. But it's going to be a stock picker's market, I think. Dan, I appreciate the call. Thank you. I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm sure the myriad of pleas from professional investment advisors across the spectrum can be mind-numbing. Jessica Klein and I want or, um, or you know, to earn your business, of course. If we want to earn it. Uh, that starts with trust. We know that. And you know, hopefully listening to the show and then sitting down with us will provide that for you. So I, I will be uh, ready. I'll be in uh, the 18th. I'll be in San Jose. Love to talk to you. You can call anytime by clicking on investtalk.com. Take a look at our programs. Uh, set up a telephone conference with me or Justin. Or you know, set up a time if you want to meet me in San Jose. Or in my office in uh, Dana Point. Love to do that. 888-99-CHART. If you live in Southern California, anywhere in Los Angeles, Orange, or San Diego counties, you're always welcome to make an appointment to meet with Steve or Justin in their Dana Point offices. But if you live anywhere in Northern California, Steve Peasley is coming to you. Yes, you can register to sit down with Steve in person for a free portfolio review. It's all happening in San Jose, and the date is fast approaching July 18th but availability is limited. Get valuable advice directed to your portfolio and without obligation. Register now at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open. Steve's here and he's waiting to talk with you. 888-99-CHART. Hi, this is Ryan from Pennsylvania. Love the show. I have a kind of generic question about covered calls, but looking, I guess, specifically this time at Target, TGT. Um, for Target, I have a strike price of 75 uh, I own the shares and sold the call. So it looks like it's going to get called away at the end of the week. So I don't know if you would sell a put right away or like wait, maybe wait till it dips a little bit or just wait and buy it when it's really cheap again as if I had never owned it in the first place. I don't know if that question makes sense or not, but that's what it is. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the show. Well, he's talking about options, and options are can be complex. They don't have to be, but they can be. Um, I like to keep them simple. You know, if you do a covered call and it gets called away, fine. Just do another covered call, you know, for the next period. All options expire on the third Friday of every month. Okay, well, I won't say all, but most options expire the third Friday of every month, and you know it, it is a it is a technique that can get very very complex. And I would suggest until you become an expert at it, keep it very simple, and then slowly add. You know, you can do spreads, and you can do you know puts and calls, and you can straddle. There's all kinds of different methods, but I would suggest you keep it simple. So if you get do a covered call, you collect a premium, and it's going to be called away from you. You buy back the stock, do another covered call. If that's the stuff, but we like to we would I would suggest that always own the stocks that you want to keep, okay, and try not to have them called away by using the the, the strike 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 price. Try not to. Because it just increases your trading frequency, and especially in a non, in a taxable account, a non-IRA, uh, it, it can be it, the cost can be uh, eat you up, and so can the capital gains taxes. 
So be very, very careful. I like Target, by the way. I think Target's a good company. Um, I think that, let's see, 76 is a, it's right about fair value at this point. TGT is the symbol. It's fair value. It's growing about, you know, 4 to 10% sales. Uh, you, know. It, it, you know, the price range of a PE range is 10 to 20. It's at 16 today. And it's going to go up about 4% tomorrow, next year, and it's earning. So it's, it's still about a value of $75 to $80, and it's at $76.87. So it's right there at value, in my opinion. They pay a nice dividend, 3.3%. That's the, that's the, that's the attractiveness, that, that dividend, GGT. Now, over the past few weeks, we've been introducing you to um, the Investoc programs at KPP Financial, Balanced Income, an ideal blend of growth and interest. The goal is income. KPP created a strategy design we just to accommodate people that are looking for lower risk and want income, and that's what it does. You can see a complete description of it on investtalk.com. Ask your questions now by calling 888-99-CHART. Here's a call that came in earlier. Yeah, this is Mark from San Diego. Um, we have a small position in ONEC. That's O, K, and E. Had kind of a run-up 20% in the last few months. And uh, using it as a trading, I was wondering if it's time to get out or just sit tight, see if it can go higher. So just get a little feedback from you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, this ONEC Inc., it's an oil gas transportation pipeline industry engaged in natural gas and uh, natural gas gathering and processing in the Rocky Mountain area. It's a $28 billion company, so it's not small. It pays a 4.6% dividend, which is very healthy. And it looks like, uh, let's see, do they have enough money to pay that dividend? Uh mm -hmm. Yeah, it looks like they do, but the, the payout ratio is kind of high, okay? It's kind of high, uh, probably around 70%. I like to see 60% or lower, but, yeah, they can do it. They can still they can still pay it. I mean, that's what these kind of companies are known for. It's not a uh, MLP, Master Limited Partnership. It's just a regular company, uh, and it pays a normal type of a dividend. Now, they're going to make $2.85 next year. And the stock is a $69.75 stock. So I think it's too pricey to get in at this stage. I mean, it made a new 52-week high today. So it's been running up very nicely. And I think it might be a little late to go chasing that performance. I mean, two, two months ago, it was at 57. Now it's at 69. So I think you need to wait for a pullback. And if you don't get it, look elsewhere. I think you're going to get a pullback. It looks like the MACD, I never talk about other type of, of indices or uh, other type of uh, studies we put on these charts. The MACD is telling me it started to fall back a month and a half ago and the stock kept rising. So that's a, a divergence. And I see that the advanced decline line has been falling about the same time while the stock has been moving up. That tells me it's weakening. There's less and less buyers pushing it up. And it's going to roll at some point. I don't know how far down, but it's going to roll. I would be very careful. Time for Investor Personal, everybody. Yahoo Finance posted a worthwhile piece written by Jeff Rose. It's called 11 Financial Behaviors You Don't Want Your Kids to Learn From. So let me see how many I can fit in here. 11 Financial Behaviors You Don't Want Your Kids to Learn From. Number one, you operate without a budget. 
Number two, debt is your friend. You know, debt is one of your worst enemies. You don't want to end up being older and paying debt. You want to collect interest, not pay interest. So, my friends, try to stay away from debt. Get it rid of it. Now, if our friends have it, we need it. Don't need to keep up with the Joneses. Don't even try. That's total. That that. If you have to do that, there's something mentally wrong with you. Credit cards are a way of life. <laughs> okay, I would say this: credit cards are necessary in our modern society, but carrying a balance on a credit card is not necessary. Don't carry a balance. You deserve the best things in life. Well, maybe you do. I remember a long time ago, uh, my one of my uh, sisters-in-law said, uh, said to me, you know, I want to I enjoy life and spend my money now while I'm young. She's in her 30s at the time. I told her that that's foolish. Yes, you want to enjoy your life. I'm not saying that. But you don't spend all your money. Guess what? She has no money, and now she's 66 years old. No money. So what is she going to do now? Don't have that kind of... You don't deserve the best things in life if you can't afford it. It's already June 27th, and the 4th of July holiday is one week away. That's next Wednesday, by the way. But for now, you've got money to make. 888-99-CHART. On the next Invest Talk, four social security myths and the reasons why they may be exaggerated. Learn more tomorrow. But now, Steve is ready and waiting for your calls. He'll have answers to your financial questions, and the lines are open 888 99Chart. 888 992 How much do you think the government pays in debt? Okay, in debt. Now, what is our debt? It's about $19 trillion. Now, I can tell you how much. It pays about three, you know, it's paying what? 3% on that $19 trillion? But that's not a good way to, to understand how much it is. The, the most common way and the most instructive way for anybody is to look, at, look to how much of a percentage of that debt is growing. What, how is the growth of the payments okay first of all you look at debt as a percentage of GDP and 19 trillion is a little over hundred percent of our annual GDP 105 percent or so is that a lot yeah it's kind of a lot but Japan's a lot more almost double so don't think it's 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 like oh my god we're going to the toilet now that's not necessarily but right now we're paying 3.1% on that debt because the interest rates have been so very low. Governments have been able to issue very low cost bonds. Okay? But in about 20 years, that's going to double. It's going to be about 6.3%. That's the uh, est estimate by the CBO, which is the Congressional Budget Office. And just so you know, they are very often wrong. But they're the only body that gives us this kind of information, so we have to take it, just take it with a grain of salt, but we have to use it, okay? So the amount of, 
what we're paying for the debt is going to double. Double. Well, how much money is that? Well, put it this way. By 2000, I don't know, 48, I think it was, the debt, will the, the payment on the debt, the interest payment on the debt is going to equal the same amount we're paying for Social Security benefits. And earlier in the show, I said Social Security benefits are going to, they're going to start running out of money. Well, if we didn't have all this debt, that won't, wouldn't be a problem, would it? And we would have to, we're going to pay, remember, we're paying the amount of interest on the debt equal to Social Security payments. Not the debt itself, the interest on it. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Okay, so anyways, keep an eye on that. The great thing about anytime listener line, it never closes. Here's a question that came in earlier, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve or Justin. My name has been from San Jose. had a quick question about what you do in my situation. So I have some savings. It's about half in a Roth IRA and half in a taxable account. And we'll be looking to purchase a house in about five years. I'm 22 years old. Um, so the purchase price would, would be around 27 years old. So my question is, would you go ahead and use the Roth IRA because it is tax-free? Or would you hang out um, and, and spend the taxable account because there's not much time to grow and then leverage the Roth IRA down the road for retirement or an education expense? Love the show. Thanks. I would not use a Roth. I would not use any retirement account to fund buying a house. You need to set money aside for the house. It's called house money. So start setting money aside. Don't touch the Roth. Don't touch the regular IRA. You re, you're going to touch the taxable account. And even even the taxable account, you know, if the money is really earmarked in three years for buying a house, I wouldn't expose it to the stock market. I would not. You don't need to take that kind of risk. It's too risky. So, what you want to do is set up a side account. This is my house money. Start funding it. Start funding it. Okay? Uh, but don't use a Roth or the IRA. I, I know that some money managers will tell you to do that, but I just don't think it's a wise thing. That's got to be used for your retirement. You know, people think retirement is so far away. Well, that's a good thing because you can save money a lot faster and grow it over that period of time. You need that time to grow, and it will grow a lot. But if you keep dipping in it to do stuff with the money, it won't work out. Okay? Now, I hope you learned something today, of value at least, on the program. Please remember that if you live anywhere in Northern California, you should seriously consider sending an appointment to meet me in San Jose on July 18th. You can register for your personalized portfolio view at investtalk.com. I'm Steve Peasley, and Justin Klein and I thank you for listening today, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for listeners to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are principals of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor. 
For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial, which retains all rights. 